You're listening to The Rant. Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. You're listening. So the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. You fucking crazy, man. You sound insane. Do you realize that? To, to the rant. I speak jive. Oh, good. I've been saying it. I've been saying it for 10 damn years. Ain't I been saying it, Miguel? Huh? I've been saying it. You are listening to The Rant with David King. I am your host, David King. It's good to be here with you today on this Thursday, November 10th. A little late behind the mic, was hoping to do this episode sooner. But unfortunately, it's just been a hectic week. Anybody who follows me on Instagram knows that we're doing major additions to the house. And things are only going to get busier from here on out because I have clients that are blowing up the phone. It is a good problem to have. If I sound a little funny, it's because I have a cold. I'm not feeling all that great today, so bear with me. You're going to have to deal with my nasally voice. So... On today's episode, we're going to talk about college football playoff rankings, and we're going to do this in as if this is the Tuesday night episode, which is where I really wanted to do it, but I didn't have a whole lot of time and I couldn't, so we're doing it now. As you know, I've already posted on social media um, that I've seen them, uh, I like them, and we'll get into that. Prior to Tuesday, I posted a pre-CFP Tuesday rankings pick, my pick of what I thought the top 10 should be. And I have to say, I'm quite proud of myself because when I do these top 10s, I'm doing them twofold. I'm doing them in in such a way that uh, I am trying to kind of predict what the CFP is going to do but I'm also doing, I'm also putting down what I would like to see. What I would, if I was the arbiter of these rankings, this is how I would put them based on facts and data and some opinion. I'm not going to lie. I have opinions. So I have to admit, I got pretty darn close. Um, running down just real quick because this is kind of old news at this point because they've already released it. But I had Georgia at one, Michigan at two. Ohio State at three. The reason why I swapped that, the reason why I put Ohio State below Michigan, one, because I hate Ohio State, screw them. But two, the real reason, the main reason, is because Ohio State, in my opinion, um, and it's not really my opinion, I don't want to say they're suspect. They're not suspect. uh, But they they have not been performing very well uh, against other teams, and they did not perform very well last weekend. They struggled uh, last weekend at an away game. So 
Uh, Michigan did not. They, they played pretty well. They had a kind of a rocky first half, but they really just took off from right immediately after that in that second half. So I kind of flip-flopped them based on that, but it really doesn't matter because we both know that Michigan and Ohio State play each other in November. Anyway, and I got TCU at four. Tennessee at, drops down to five after that abysmal loss to Georgia. Clemson drops. I put Now, this is where I kind of regretted. I put Clemson at six after losing to Notre Dame. And so, and then I got Oregon at seven, USC at eight, LSU at nine, and Alabama at 10. Now, I would actually, if I could go back and change my initial pick, I would probably put LSU at sixth and Clemson at nine, or I would put LSU at like seven or eight and put drop Clemson further up the rank because unfortunately, even though Clemson only has one loss, Clemson has been suspect all year. I said this on the last podcast. They have not been very good. They have not performed the way they should against non-ranked opponents and other teams. They very kind of struggle. They struggle to get through the season. And then Notre Dame just kind of put a nail in it and proved our point. Clemson is not who they should be uh, right now. Um, they're They're just not. They're not very good. It's not the Clemson that we're used to seeing. And it's no, it's not an indictment on the coach or anything. It's just teams go through these motions. I think, um, you know, Clemson, Clemson is how traditional football teams performed before Alabama, before you saw the, the reign dynasty of Nick Saban and Alabama. A lot of people use Alabama now as the standard. They Alabama set the bar. This is how everyone wants their team to perform, which is pure domination for the better part of a decade. And the reality is, is that's almost nearly impossible to do. Um, and it's and it's not. It's nearly impossible to do because only one team's really done it. I mean, Alabama has just been this powerhouse football team that everybody feared, everybody wanted to beat, but couldn't beat, and got trounced every time they came into their house and wherever Alabama went, they just won. And, of course, that seems to be coming to an end, and I will touch on that here later. But um, people seem to think that once a football team wins a national championship, that now they're just going to continue to dominate and win championships, and that's just not the case. Um, College football is a a year-to-year thing. More so now than ever, with NILs and early and transfer portals and players that don't really. It, it used to be when I was a kid, of uh, a, a college football player, you had four years with them. You know, you may even have five if the guy's really committed, but you had four years before he ever thought about going to the NFL. But now some of these guys are leaving to the NFL in two years. They're they're going as soon as they possibly can go, as soon as they can get out of there. Maybe the NIL fixes that problem because now these players are making some money in college and they're not worried so much about getting hurt, not being able to make the big bucks. Um, but the reality is you used to have four years. You don't anymore. You, you might get three. Um, you might, you know, so it's a year to year thing. These coaches are building up their programs. A lot of times like a, a school like Clemson, they can recruit well but it's like in periods. So what you'll see is you'll it's kind of like a wave, right? If you look at it like a chart, you'll see that it'll go up, they win a national championship, and then it'll kind of, that's their peak, and then it'll come back down a little bit. Now the question is, how how long is that lower arc? Now, 
Now, traditionally good schools, um, schools that generally have a top 10 to program, that lower arc threshold will not dip down very low and won't stay low for very long. They'll peak and get right back up there again to a championship level team. Every coach would love to stay at that peak level. That's what Saban did. Saban grew the program, got it up there, and he's kept it there. That It was never an arch for him. It was more like a uh, like a graph, like a, uh, a line graph, where it just kept going up and up, and it just stayed there. And now we're starting to see that line come down. But So his is not really an arch. It's not really a wavelength. If you're picturing kind of like a wavelength where it goes up and down and up and down and up and down, that's kind of what you see with most colleges. Now, some colleges, they don't ever reach that pinnacle peak of championship. They might win conference championship and then dip back down because they, they just don't have the level of talent to keep them up there or to get to that to that level. Now, teams like Georgia and Alabama, they have really set the bar very high in terms of talent and where you have to be to win a national championship. Georgia and Alabama, uh, more so Georgia, are going to be nearly impossible to beat. Um, so anyway, back to Clemson. I don't want to go too far off, but yeah, Clemson. I don't, you know, I don't think Clemson's, you know, down and out. I don't think Dabo's lost it. They're fine. They're just in the rebuild mode. They're not downs. They are. They hit the pinnacle, right? So they hit the bottom part of that arch, and now they're on their way back up. Potentially, um, I think they're on the. They've they hit the apex of that lower uh, peak, and now it's up, back, going back up towards the, the championship level team. But it's going to take some time, and that to me is, is is a typical college football team. And it's honestly what I would expect from my football team, Michigan. I don't expect Michigan to be a top five team every year. Now, would I love to see that? Absolutely. Would I love to see Michigan become the next Alabama and have like a ten year domination? Sure, that would be freaking awesome. But that's just not typical. And they, and more more than likely not going to happen. Uh, but I would love to see Michigan maintain a top 10. That's the key there, right? So once you're in that top 10 tier, you want to stay in that top 10 tier because then your recruiting stays well and that lower apex isn't so low. You kind of spring back real quick and you're back into the top five. You're back into a championship contending team. That's, that's kind of where I would like to see Michigan. I don't expect them to win a national championship every year. I don't even expect Michigan to go to the playoff every year. What I want is Michigan to be battling for a Big Ten championship every year, and then it would be really nice if we could go to the playoffs. That's really what's important to me. I know a lot of Michigan fans out there would say, no, we want to win national championships every year. We want to be like Alabama. That's great. Very unlikely. Um, It's just the reality of the world we live in. The South is just a combine of football players. Alabama, you got Georgia. Georgia recruits 90% of their players. 90 put almost hundred percent of their starting squad all comes from in state and they're at this level that they're at. And so same thing with like Alabama, they don't have to go very far for talent. And not only is it just not just any talent, it's some of the best talent in the world. These are pretty much NFL players playing at the college level. Uh, in many cases, you don't see that with Michigan. Michigan is going all over the country trying to pull in recruits to build the team. And it's very difficult to do that. Um, so anyway, I have Clemson at six, but I kind of, think maybe Clemson should have dropped down further. That was my biggest hang-up. Maybe put them at 9 where LSU is. So I got Oregon at 7, USC at 8, LSU at 9, and Alabama at 10. I dropped Alabama down. I punished Alabama. Um, And the reason why I punished Alabama is because two reasons. One, I do not want them to sneak their way back into the top four in case people decide to just have a complete meltdown in the month of November. The CFP would love to have Alabama in the top four. Give them a reason. Um, I dropped in the 10, and the, and I think it's a fair ranking because they have lost 
two times now. They have two losses. Uh, and so somewhere in that, that three-tier period is where they should be. LSU, I think, was ranked 10th before they beat Alabama, so I just put them a rank ahead. LSU has two lost teams, so I'm not sure they really deserve to be any higher than that, but I wouldn't be upset to see them somewhere in the 10, between 10 and 6 uh, place. So that was what I picked. Um, that's what I thought made the most sense. Now, this is the reality. We'll start from number 10. Uh, I wasn't too far off. Clemson got put down to 10. I said I was a little like, eh, I don't know about putting Clemson uh, so close to the top five still, especially after what I said last weekend, which is they don't even deserve to be in the top four. They lost to a to a really you know, mediocre Notre Dame team, a 6-3 and three Notre Dame. Um, they, they really shouldn't. They should fall out further. So they got put a 10th, and I think that's a fair assessment. Um, I don't know. Maybe put them at nine. Alabama is at ninth uh, now. They get put in the ninth place spot. I I don't hate this. The only thing, the only reason I, I'm kind of, I I almost don't like it. I almost would like Clemson to be above Alabama, and only because Clemson still only has one loss. Um, but I, you know, on paper, I guess you could say Alabama is probably a better team than Clemson, and then Clemson just hasn't played enough quality opponents. And if they had, they'd probably be far worse than eight and one. So I can see that argument, but either way, I've always said that anything out of the top six doesn't really matter. Um, the, especially the closer you get to the end of November, if you're not in the top six or seventh, uh, team, the top six or seven, you're, you're pretty much out of the CFP you're, you're not getting in. And, and I said this to somebody today, they asked, do you think Alabama makes their way back in? I said, no, um, unless Tennessee and Georgia have a meltdown, um, I do not see any way Alabama goes into the college football playoffs. They are out. Um, because it just wouldn't be, it wouldn't be right. Tennessee is probably going to win the rest of their season. They'll be eight and one. Uh, and they're ranked at fifth right now. Uh, so number eight, Southern California, they're eight and one. That's a whatever. Sure. Throw them in there that, you know, I don't think that's a problem to have Southern California at, at eight. I have no opinions of it. Um, and then I have Oregon at six. This is kind of where I differ. I think I would put Oregon above. I no, see, I didn't have Oregon above um, Tennessee in my ranking either. But thinking about it now, I almost would rather have Oregon at six, Tennessee at or excuse me, Oregon needs to be at fifth. Tennessee needs to be at sixth. And here's the reason why. Oregon is playing lights out football. Oregon looks really, really good. Um, their biggest hangup is that loss to Georgia. And so you could say it doesn't really matter because, you know, fifth and sixth place, they're both right there. It's going to come down to votes. You know, one of these two teams, and maybe even LSU, depending on how LSU performs the rest of the month, but one of these two teams, Tennessee and Oregon, is more than likely going to move back into the or move into the top four because Michigan and Ohio State have to play each other. So I like Oregon at five because I think Oregon is better than Tennessee. Um, although it's hard to say, but Oregon's just playing so freaking well. Tennessee had a good win against Alabama too. So it's really, I guess it could go either way. I, I know I'm kind of going back and forth with this on air, but this, this is kind of, excuse me, 
this is really a toss-up. I don't think it's unfair for either team to be put in this position. Um, I guess for me, I would rather see Oregon, if another team slips into the top four, I would rather see Oregon because Georgia's not leaving the top four. Georgia's not... I. Georgia doesn't lose another game this year, period. I'm calling it right now, and it hurts me and pains me to say that. Uh, Georgia's undefeatable. They're a powerhouse football team. Um, I think there's some football, there's some teams in the top four that could compete with them, but I don't know if they're good enough to win. Uh, so anyway, this, this is how it is, and I would rather not have two SEC teams in the top four again like last year, especially it being Tennessee. Now, if LSU was like fifth in that in there, I would like to, I wouldn't probably be so against LSU and Georgia being the top four for the playoff. Cause now you have two teams that haven't played each other or wait, did Georgia play LSU this year? Am I stupid? Hold on. I might be talking out of my butt. I, th- I don't think we did. I don't think, oh, let's see here. I don't follow it that closely, folks. Let's see here. No. No, 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 no. They didn't. No, and they don't. So, yeah. So, Georgia's got uh, Mississippi State, Kentucky, and Georgia Tech. Those three games, those are all those are all W's for them. Uh, I, I mean, unless they just decide to stay home and not play football, I don't, I don't see them losing any more games this year. And they don't play LSU. They haven't played LSU. So, to see LSU and Georgia in the top four would not be a – wouldn't bother me as much, but I don't like repeat games. Georgia and Tennessee have already played. Georgia spanked Tennessee's butt. We don't need to see them play each other in the playoffs again. And I'd hate to see Tennessee sneak their way to the the national championship game against Georgia again. I would hate that. You'd like to think that maybe the foot, the football, you know, the, the things would balance out and Tennessee would lose to TCU or whoever's in the top four, not make it to Georgia in the the, the championship game. But, you know, sometimes things happen and it's just like, really, we're doing this again. It just doesn't make for very entertaining football. So they got Tennessee at five, Oregon at six, LSU's at seven. I think maybe, I mean, this is the fairest way to do it because LSU has two losses, unfortunately. Yes, they beat Alabama, but so did Tennessee and Tennessee's eight and one. So technically they are better. So Tennessee does need to be above LSU. This is fair. Uh, And then they have TCU. Uh, finally gave TCU the respect they deserve and put them at number four. I like TCU at four. This is a good spot for them. They control their destiny from this point on. A lot of people say TCU is going to lose to Texas this weekend. I don't know. I'm conf- I I kind of on the fence about it. I I'm I'm smelling an upset. I think TCU can beat Texas, and if they can, I don't think TCU is going to lose to anyone else for the rest of the season. Let's see who they play. Uh, so we got Texas this weekend. It's going to be a tough game for them. Number 18th ranked Texas. And you know, Texas is going to be looking to spank that, butt. they got Baylor the weekend after that could be a tough game. Now, Baylor is unranked, but it is Baylor and Baylor tends to be one of those trap games. They could show up and, and sneak one on you if you're not prepared. And then they have Iowa state and I don't see Iowa state doing much of anything. So, the biggest thing for me is if TCU can get through Texas, I think TCU could win out the rest of the season. That means if they can beat Texas, 
and win out these last other two games, they're not dropping out of the top four. So they are the controller of their, and this is this was my argument from last weekend, which is when you're in that top four and you're nine and zero, like all these teams are, you control your destiny. So when you get put in there, um, and and it, it's very hard for you to fall out of it unless you lose, unless you have a just a, an abysmal game and lose, you're going to fall out. So that's one of the reasons why I wasn't too sure I liked Clemson being in the top four and Michigan being at five. It was really bothering me because I'm like, wait a minute, Michigan's having a really good season. Michigan's definitely a better team than Clemson, as far as I can tell, just just from just from pure data and and the and the way they're playing against other teams, they're better. Now, in a head-to-head matchup, sure, anything's possible. I understand that. But just going off the the analytics, Michigan's a better football team than Clemson, and they got left out of the top four. And what was worrying me was Clemson not losing to Notre Dame and winning out every other game from there on out because Clemson has a very, very soft schedule. I'm honestly surprised they lost to Notre Dame as bad as they did. I knew they were suspect, but damn, I didn't think they were that bad. I mean, holy cow, they got spanked. And so good good on Notre Dame, and congratulations to them for showing up and, and playing that game the way they did. But I wasn't expecting that outcome. Um, and talk about uh, just – and I'll, I'll get onto this here in a minute with LSU and Alabama. But, yeah, so I like this. TCU's now in control of their destiny. It's theirs to lose. They're in the top four. All they have to do. So, and then we got Michigan at three and Ohio State at two. Now, this is where I said earlier with my picks, I had Michigan at two and Ohio State at three. It really doesn't matter. And honestly, thinking about it more now, I kind of like this. I like Michigan being ranked under Ohio. I like an arrogant and cocky Ohio State. And here's why. Ohio State, Buckeyes, their coach, their team, their fans, they have been doing so well for the better part of the 10 years in the Big Ten they, they thought that they were a God King. And Michigan showed that a God King can bleed last year when they just trounced them. And I like it when they're arrogant because when they're arrogant, they kind of play that way. And Michigan has an opportunity to show them what the reality is. So this is kind of like a chip on the shoulder. You know, if I'm Jim Harbaugh, if these rankings stay the same way and Ohio State's above us, uh, I'm putting that right there on the wall. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it right there and tape it to the wall and say, this is where they think you are. I'm going to show every ranking um, from here on out. I'm, I'm going to say, listen, Ohio State started out the year at number two, even though we beat them and even though we went to the playoffs and they didn't and we were the Big Ten championship or champions, Ohio State still was number two at the beginning of the season. And not only that, but Michigan, I think, started the season off at like eight or five or something like really weird ranking. What a slap in the face to the Wolverines. So I, if I'm Jim Harbaugh, I would immediately take that into the locker room at the beginning of the season and say, see what they're doing? Because that puts a chip on the shoulder for my players. And then I would take this ranking and I'd show it to them the day before the day of the game and say, just remember what everyone thinks about you. Go out there and prove them wrong. And and that that's what I would that's what I would do because it, it, it helps. So I'm not upset about it. I think it's okay to be there, and I'd like to stay there. Uh, unless Ohio State screws up and loses. So they got Michigan at three, Ohio State at two, and of course, Georgia's number one, and that makes the most sense. To me, this is the the how the rankings probably should have been. I mean, minus LSU uh, and Clemson being where they are now in Alabama. But this is what 
the rankings should have been last week. So, okay, we had a big kerfuffle. You know, maybe it was intentional to get us all talking about the playoffs and get people, you know, all the pundits on the radio and doing their thing. And it's like, haha, see. And you could also make the argument that the system is playing itself out the way it's intended, that it didn't matter where they put any of these teams because we knew that teams were going to go up and down and move. And fair enough. Um, but this is what it should have started out as. So I'm very pleased with it. I think it's going to be, this may actually be one of the best years of college football playoffs that we're going to have. And the reason why I say that is because there's such a diversity of teams in the top seven. Um, it's primarily Big Ten and Michigan. It's primarily Big Ten and SEC, but there are Big 12 and you got Oregon in here as well. So there is a nice kind of balance. The, the biggest thing for me is Alabama's not in it. You know, Alabama's out. Clemson's nowhere near there. So we have a new kind of wash up of teams. Tennessee is in the, in the top five. I mean, that was something that was unheard of before. We, the, this is a, this is very, like conference wise, it's not a variety. It's pretty much two conferences. But in terms of those, inside of those conferences, we have teams that we don't traditionally see hovering around that top five, top seven. And so it's nice. It's really good to, to see that. It's very refreshing. It's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. However, Tennessee was the only team that I thought had a chance of beating Georgia, and I was clearly very wrong. T- Tennessee didn't show up to that game. They got just trounced by Georgia. And so what that tells me is this. Georgia is a lot better than we realize. They show up and play the games that matter. And yeah, they may have struggled against lesser teams like Mizzou, but that may just be because it's a lesser team like Mizzou where you are in that arrogance mode, like I said with Ohio State. You're arrogant enough to think that you're unbeatable. So you go into those games and think, we can't lose, and then you kind of get trapped. Now, the difference is Mizzou couldn't capitalize on that. If If their offense could have scored more touchdowns, that game would have been over. But they couldn't, and that's the difference between a, you know doing that to a good team and doing that to a bad team. Georgia can't do that against Michigan. Georgia can't do that against Ohio State. Um, and they couldn't have done that against Tennessee, but they wouldn't have because Tennessee was, you know, everyone was saying this could be the big big upset. So obviously Georgia is a powerhouse team. They have the ability to just come in there and handle their business. I do not think anyone's beating them. And I'm, that kills me because I, I could see if, if Michigan can beat Ohio State and win out the rest of the year and have a perfect season, I could see Michigan and Georgia being in the, the national championship game. However, I don't know if Michigan is – because we, we all – you can go back to the last year and, and talk about that game and how Georgia just beat up on Michigan. But I think Michigan's a little bit better team this year than last year. I think they've got a lot more reps in. I think they're stronger. They're faster. They're more, there's, it's a, a more seasoned team, if you will. So it, you know, in terms of that apex, like I talked about earlier, you know, when Kirby smart took over Georgia, they were on that upper, they were on that up and up on that apex. They were rising to the top of that apex to get that national championship. And, and so often they got so close, but they would lose. They come just short, right? They would lose to Alabama lose to Clemson, somebody, someone would beat them, and they just wouldn't quite get there. 
and now they finally hit that apex. And so they won that national championship this past year. And everyone saw Georgia trending that way. And they're there. And I think Michigan is kind of in a similar situation where it's like, okay, we're on that up and up. But I don't quite know if we're at the apex of that upper arch yet to get that national championship. I don't know if Michigan is at the level that Georgia's at. It takes a tremendous amount of, of talent, time, and and conditioning and seasoning to get those players to the point where they can compete at that level. That is a very, very, just a whole different level of football. And so, and, and, and we see that so often because a lot of these teams can have perfect seasons and they come in there and they play a team like Alabama or Georgia and they just get their clock cleaned and they don't know what hit them. And so um, I, I just don't see Georgia losing another game. I think we, we've kind of figured it out. They're probably going to be national champions unless Alabama. <laughs> and here's the thing. Like I, we, we got Alabama's ranked second. Let's pull up uh, the SEC. SEC football. Because here's the interesting question. Alabama's got two losses. LSU has two losses. Standings. Okay. I want SEC. Southeastern Conference. Okay. So, all righty. The way it's set up right now is LSU is number one in the West. Georgia's number one in the East. That makes perfect sense. And there's no one catching uh, Georgia in the East. Tennessee was the closest. Therefore, they're not. It's not going to happen. LSU's five and one in the conference. They are number one. Mississippi's four and one. So in theory, Alabama. It looks like to me, Alabama is probably not going to go to the SEC championship either. So not only is Alabama uh, fallen to, oh crap, how do I undo that? I just close out a window, a close tab. There we go. So not only is Alabama, um, I got to wait for the page to load. Comcast internet for you folks. Anyway, Alabama's ninth. So almost, <laughs> they are barely in the top 10. There are more than likely not going to go to the SEC championship, and we definitely know they're not going to go to the playoffs. That's pretty big. When's the last time the Alabama football team was ranked this low and didn't even go to the SEC championship, let alone the playoffs? Um, I'd like to know that. I don't have that factoid in front of me, but that's pretty impressive. They are three spots back in the SEC West behind Mississippi and LSU. Um, Unless Ole Miss loses... We can pull up their record. Who are they playing? Um, well, they're playing Alabama. So, uh, and they play Texas A and M. So, Ole Miss has a has a little. They've got a hard. They've got a hard schedule ahead of them. They still got to play Alabama. Texas A and M is not very good, but they could still win. They could still beat Mississippi. Like we've we've seen some crazy upsets in college football right now. It's like no doubt in my mind. Uh, that game could go either way, but they still got to play Alabama, and I don't think. Mississippi beats Alabama. So that's so while I, I say that, oh yeah, they're you know, Alabama's two spots back, they'll they'll more likely put Alabama at number two and Mississippi at three. 
um, for sure. Because then that would make it, that would make Mississippi four and two, um, or five and two rather, and Alabama five and two. So you you could go either way on that. But uh, and then LSU here's five and one in the conference. I, you know, they've got uh, Arkansas that go through. They've got a cupcake game UAB. Because of course, every SEC team has to schedule a non-con in November. Like, and everybody's giving Michigan a hard time. Everyone's giving Michigan a hard time for scheduling non-Hawaii. Oh, you play in Hawaii and Washington is your first two games of the season. You have a cupcake schedule. First of all, screw you. Okay, college football does not have a preseason. Okay, there's no every game matters in college football. You don't get a preseason to warm up and figure yourself out. You just jump right into the season. You're in it. You better play well because your season could literally be over in the first two weeks of college football and you just started. So I don't want to hear it that we play some non-cons in the beginning of the season. I'm perfectly fine with that. And for the record, Michigan has had one of the hardest schedules of any football team in the last four or five years, like top five hardest schedules playing the most top 10 ranked teams. I don't want to hear the crap. So for once Michigan has uh, what I would say is an easier schedule. I wouldn't say it's a cupcake schedule because that's BS. Um, Because Michigan is the Alabama of, of the big 10 in terms of everyone wants to beat you. So everyone's going to play you at their best. doesn't matter if Michigan's ranked or not ranked. Everyone always wants to beat Michigan because of Michigan's legacy. So, Northwestern, or in this case, let's say Penn State. Penn State may not be the best Penn State football team that they traditionally are, but they're still going to play us like it's a freaking championship game, I can guarantee you. So I'll take a little bit easier of a season, and by all means, I don't care. But anywho, I'll get back on my rant here. And then LSU does have Texas A&M as well and Arkansas. So LSU, um, LSU could hold their spot and go to the SEC championship. And that would be a really, really interesting game uh, to see. Now, here's a here's a ticker. What if LSU loses twice? Do, you know, I, you know, does LSU fall below Alabama, though, after beating Alabama in the SEC West? I don't know. Unless unless they just completely melt down and lose every game and go five, go five and three, or I guess five and four, rather, then maybe. But, Anyway, it looks like it's going to be George LSU in the SEC championship unless something goes crazily wrong. But that's interesting because then that would be, you know, that I, I don't think Georgia loses to LSU. But anyway, I I don't know because that doesn't that won't affect the the top four because you know I always think like if well Georgia plays Alabama in the SEC championship and let's say Alabama wins, well what does that do for Alabama? That puts Alabama probably above Tennessee at five, right? You know, so, you know, Michigan and Ohio state are going to play each other. Michigan, Ohio state, someone's going to lose that game. So what happens? Does let's just theoretically say Ohio state loses. Now, do they fall out of the top four? I would argue no. And here's why. Because when Georgia and Alabama played each other last year and Georgia lost to Alabama, they Georgia did not fall out of the top four. Instead, they all went to the playoffs and played each other again. So in theory, 
TCU controls their own destiny. They just need to win. Michigan controls their own destiny. They just need to win. Same thing with Ohio State. However, the caveat may be neither of these teams will drop out of the top four just because they lost to one another in the regular season. So, because what do you do? If Ohio State or Michigan loses that football game, do you put them at five? Okay, well, where does Tennessee go? Does Tennessee fall to six? Oregon go to six? Well, who moves up? Because there's only four 9-0 football teams left in the top 25, and they're all in the top four. So who's the 8-1 and one team that would get switched back up? I would make the argument, if you were going to move a team up into the top four, if Ohio State and Michigan play each other, the loser of that game falls out. Fine. Fair enough. But then who moves up into the top four? I would possibly argue that our Oregon needs to go up into the top four. But that would require them to jump Tennessee. And I don't think Tennessee belongs back in the top four after they've already lost to Georgia. So this is where I, I, I hate. This is where I don't like this whole four-team playoff invitational setup because it gets this is where it gets convoluted. Like this ranking works. It's set up perfectly. It's right. But where it's going to come crashing down on itself is at the end of the no, at the end of November. Because two of these teams are going to have a loss. Or excuse me, one of these teams is going to have a loss. It's either going to be Ohio or Michigan. Assuming that Georgia and TCU play a perfect month of football. So what do you do with those two teams? Well, in theory, they they have they don't you don't want them to play each other again in the playoffs because then you go back to last year where Georgia and Alabama played each other in the playoffs after one of them already beat each other. So it's kind of like, okay, why are we doing this? You know, so yes, the loser of that game should fall out of the top four. But then who goes in his place? Oregon? Well, Oregon lost to Georgia. So we've already decided that fate. Tennessee? Well, Tennessee lost to Georgia too. And you already have one SEC team. You'd have one Big Ten team, and you'd have one Big 12 team. The thing that I would say makes the most sense is to put a Pac-12 team in there. Put another team in there that is out of that is not a part of the Big Ten or the SEC or the Big 12, which the Big 12 it wouldn't be. It would be, I, I personally think, um, It needs to be USC or Oregon. That replaces Michigan or Ohio State at the end of November. I think that's the fairest option. And honestly, we, you know, let's pull up Southern Cal. Um, where are they at? Southern Southern Cal. So, damn. So Southern California, well, Southern California plays Notre Dame at the end of the year. That could be, that could be a huge upset. That could be a huge upset for USC. Like USC could lose to Notre Dame. I think they could. Uh, let's look here. Standings in the Pac-12. So, yeah. So here you go. You got. Southern, you got California, Cal, you got Oregon in the top spots in the Pac-12 North, and then you have USC. Um, 
which is interesting because they're not showing me. So I'm looking at the standings, but they're not showing me actual like win loss. So I don't know how accurate these, where they've got these teams at right now. Like I'm, I've got us, I've got the, the teams pulled up, but they're not showing me um, an accurate. Let's just look here really quick. Uh, see if I can do this again. Yeah, that's weird. So when I pull up the 2022 season for the Pac-12, it's not showing me any of the team's actual records. It's all zeroed out. So I don't know if this is accurate, but it has Oregon at number two under Cal and the Pac-12 North, and I don't think that's probably right. But anywho, it's very likely that Oregon and USC could play each other in in their championship, and that could be a very good deciding factor of which one of those teams goes and gets into the top four, and I think that's a fair assessment. So, okay, Michigan-Ohio State, they're not going to play each other in the in a Big Ten or Big Ten championship because they're both in the same conference. Michigan will go play Wisconsin or somebody. That's what it's looking like. I don't. I really don't see. Um, well, it could be Illinois, but Illinois's got to play Michigan, so Illinois is going to Illinois is going to fall to somebody. So Illinois is four and two, so it could be Illinois, uh, or it could be Iowa. Probably going to be Illinois though. Uh, in the Big Ten Championship. So they play, they're not, so Michigan's not going to play Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship, but they are going to play each other at the end of the month. One of those teams is going to lose. They fall out. Okay, great. So now you have Oregon and, and USC. Those teams do, will more than likely play each other in their, their divisional champ, their conference championship. The winner of that should get put in place in the top four. That's how I would do it. That's the fairest way to do it. It's going to be balanced. you got to, Four different conferences being represented in the top four. That's unheard of. It never happens. It should happen more often. I've had this argument. Go back and listen to my old podcast about how we need to change the college football playoffs setup. Because all of this is going to come toppling down on itself. What do you do? What does the CFP do? Does the CFP put Tennessee back in the top four? Well, why? Why does Tennessee get to go? Why does Tennessee get to move their way back into the top four and Ohio State or Michigan falls out why is that fair you you can't say it's you can't say it's because tennessee has a win over with uh, alabama because alabama has two losses and they're, they're ninth michigan and ohio state have been in the top five all season long they're nine and oh both teams nine and oh in theory that's not a that's not a bad loss for either team so what do we do if the cfp is consistent in what they do your top four right now, folks, if every team can, plays out well and, and finishes strong, in other words, they only they win every game from here on out and either Ohio State or Michigan loses at the end of the year and that's their only loss, this is your playoffs right here. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU. You're looking at it. If the CFP is consistent, but they're not, they're going to have a bias. It tends to favor, for whatever reason, the SEC – so it's very likely that Tennessee sneaks their little happy butt somewhere somehow back into the top four after Ohio State and Michigan play each other, and it shouldn't it shouldn't be that way. Um, I call this a Tennessee, uh, LSU, Oregon, Southern Cal. The five, six, seventh, eighth. Okay, so you have your top four teams, then five, six, seventh, and eighth are provisionals. This is how I look at this setup. This is how I would do it. 
So they're provisionals, which means if Georgia just falls apart and goes nine and three or nine and two, you have other teams here that would move up in their place. If Ohio State falls apart or Michigan falls apart, TCU ends up losing really bad to a when they should like if TCU loses to Texas. They're going to fall out, but who goes in their place? Like if if TCU loses to Texas, I don't I don't understand. Like do they do they fall out? Does that mean TCU is worse than Tennessee? I don't know. But that's their provisional teams. Um, let's see. Yeah, because Tennessee, like, you don't. Who's to say that Tennessee deserves to go over TCU if TCU loses to Texas? Who's to say Oregon deserves to? You know, I don't know. This is very strange to me. This is this is a tough call, and this is why four teams just doesn't work. Um, but again, these are provisional, so these teams would move up when other teams do poorly in the top four. But the, the reality is, is none of these teams are likely to do bad enough where they should fall out of the top four. So I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. Um, but I like this ranking. I like where it's at. It's every team's to lose at this point. TCU, Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia. It's all yours to lose. It's on you now. Um, there's no fight to get into the top four. You're in it. Tennessee has to be pretty happy with that fifth spot. They they have to think, oh, yeah, we lost to Georgia, but we're not out of it. This is very much like a – this is kind of like a very much a Georgia-Alabama situation where you have Alabama and Georgia who played each other Alabama and Georgia who's played each other uh, and Georgia loses, but they don't fall far enough out to where they're out of the top four. They could still get their way back in and they, and they did, they stayed in it. So it's, it's very likely um, that this is this Tennessee fans have to be very happy with where they've landed this week because you're not out of it. It's very likely you could get moved back into the top four. Oregon is going to be upset. I, I, this is this 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 whole loss to Georgia for Oregon is going to be their Achilles heel. That's going to be their their Achilles heel, um, because they they're they're just they're. That sixth spot is with everything the way it is right now. It's just, it might as well be, you might as well just be 10th. And that's unfortunate. You know, it's almost like I saw Joe, Cl- Joe Clatt and I'm talking about it. And it's like, why did you play Georgia? Why did you elect to play Georgia at the beginning of the year? And I have to agree with that. Like, I understand the, 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 the philosophy of it, but. It's almost like I asked Wisconsin the same question, which was, why did you elect to play Alabama? And this was like four or five years ago. I think it was like the, what was it? Something in Texas. But anyway, why would you elect to play Alabama as your first game of the year? I don't, you set yourself up for failure. I could see Georgia and even Georgia would not probably would probably not make the mistake of playing Alabama 
Clemson, Michigan, Ohio State, they're not going to play a top five football team as their first game of the year if they can if they can't if they can handle it. So why Oregon did that, I don't know. And it's definitely going to be their biggest fallback. So yeah, they're sixth. They might as well be a mile away. Because in the way this is all set up, you know, I don't see a complete meltdown here in the top four where Oregon sees its way back in there. Unless the CFP lets Oregon jump Tennessee and go into the top four. But that's not going to happen. So Tennessee slated to move back into the top four when one of these other teams falls out. If and when. I strongly believe um, we have to we have to change the way the college football playoffs is set up. Now, I've, I've heard rumors. Um, I've, I've heard that uh, they're going to expand it. But, and I've talked about this. You can go back to January, um, and I talked about how college football the college football championship should be set up i said then you can get a more detailed description of it in that episode if you want to go back and listen to it but i think the only people that should go to the college football playoff it should be opened up for all conference champions every conference has a championship all right. So that means if you win your champ if you win your conference, you get a spot in the college football playoff. And then it just goes down from there. So that would be essentially was it 11, 11 conferences? Right? 11 so it'd be 11 teams because you have the independence. So that's how I feel it needs to be done. That's the way. Then this way you don't get rematches. It limits rematches to almost zero. I mean, you'll have, you may have non-coms repeats. There's very, that's very likely where you may have played a non-conference game at the beginning of the year. And it's likely you see that team again, that could happen. But, um, I I like this because it limits um, repeat games like we had last year. It means that it puts importance on winning your conference because right now people that doesn't seem to be all that important. Like it doesn't matter. Like who cares? I can lose my conference championship game and still go to the to the playoffs. Like why? That doesn't make sense. Especially last year where Georgia and Alabama played each other. One team already won, and then they had to go off and play each other again. It's like, for crying out loud, really? So, I like that. And I would be happy to meet in the middle, because some people say, well, it's too much football, it's too many games, they're not going to be able to do it. They could do it. They could fill up the whole month of December. And and, and they could fill up the, the, the that big break. You could totally fill it up and make it work. You could totally fit every one of these conference one team from each conference into those, those next two weeks before Christmas 
and get it done. I'd be happy to be in the middle. Power five. Power five gets a guaranteed spot into the playoffs, and then you have a lesser conference as a sort of wild card setup where it's like, yeah, you have one of the lesser conferences gets put in there and makes it a 16 playoff. Because you do have the occasional team like Cincinnati, um, UCF, right? That tends to have a, and, and this goes back to my point, like UCF and Cincinnati are not teams that are going to be consistently top five teams. It does not happen. Part of the reason why it happens is because nobody wants to go play at Cincinnati because if Cincinnati goes 8-0 and or 9-0, and they're not going to necessarily be put in the top four. And the problem is their apex, right? I talked earlier about that wavelength where you win your championship and then you dip back down and, and then you start to rebuild the program so you're back up in the apex again. You reach the top tier or the bottom tier of that apex you know, I think Clemson's Clemson hit the bottom last year. They're on their way back up, right? Michigan's on their way back up. How high are they? We'll find out this year. I think Michigan's right there at the very tippity top of that apex. They're very close to being a championship-level team, but I don't know if they're quite there yet this year. But it's very they're very close. Teams like Cincinnati, that lower apex, it's way, it goes way lower. Way lower. Then Georgia or Ohio State or Tennessee or, well, Tennessee, I don't know, LSU or Alabama. Alabama doesn't have a low apex. They, they, are, they haven't come back down yet. Now, you could make the argument that they are, they've hit the apex and they're on their way back down. The question is how far will they go down? I don't think they go very low. I think they come back up. So that wavelength is much smaller for the, those bigger teams. But for Cincinnati and UCF and all these other guys, it, it goes way down and it takes a lot of work to build up a team that goes undefeated. Does it mean that they have a championship level team? I don't know. Probably not. You know, it's hard to say, but you know, UCF did beat, what was it? Auburn. I mean, just spanked Auburn when they played them in their bowl game. And you could say, well, it's a bowl game. Doesn't matter. Does it? It does matter. And it, it, and it means something. And when you say, that a team like Cincinnati has an opportunity to go to the playoffs, whether they win or not, if they can get into the playoffs, it makes them relevant. And when a team is relevant and a school is relevant, then they can recruit better. And maybe that apex is no longer so, the, the lower apex isn't so low anymore. Maybe it comes up a little bit and it, and it brings a balance of power. So that's my argument. It's like when every team and every conference has the ability to get into the playoff, if they have a good season and they play well and they win their conference, they can go to the playoffs. That means that every school has the opportunity to be a champion, a national champion, which means the recruiting gets better. It, it it brings more variety to the game, brings more teams into the mix. It makes things a little more interesting because, Hey, I mean, think about it. Like everyone wants to talk crap about, you know, a Cincinnati or something. I'm not using them as an example because they were the last lesser team that was um, that had a really good season. Good season. Um, I 
I'm just all I'm saying is, yeah, the uh, uh, AAC. UCF's in there too. I mean, you could even make the argument that the AAC just automatically has a spot. You could make it a seven team, put another wild, put another wild card or something in there. I don't know. But anyway, I, I personally would love every conference to have a chance, make it a full, every conference gets a, a bracket, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, you could say, well, you know, Cincinnati, they may have went undefeated and that's fine, but they would get crushed by, by Alabama or Georgia. Maybe. But let that be, let their, let them make their own destiny. Let it happen. Like let them in, let them play and let them prove themselves because I, I love a good upset. And I would think, man, if UCF comes into then the playoff championship against Alabama and wins, could you imagine what that would like the, um, the uproar from that? And do you, could you imagine what that would do for a college like UCF? You know, you can make the argument that it would hurt them even as well, but honestly, not really. It's one of the reasons why these teams, um, these guys get picked for non-con games against bigger teams in the beginning of the year because it's good exposure for them. It's good exposure for teams like Hawaii and Washington, Memphis, Tulsa, Temple, South Florida, you know, it's good for them to get that exposure. Charlotte, UAB, you know, Rice. These are teams that you wouldn't expect to ever see in, 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 as a power team, but it's good for them. And they know they're not probably, they're going to come into that game and get spanked, but the reality is it's still good exposure for them. So even if they go into the playoffs and get spanked, it's still good exposure. And the fact that they had an opportunity to just be there means that to, to future recruits, like, look, you can come to our college, you can play well, and actually have an opportunity to win a championship. If you're a top-tier football player, you're not going to go to a school that can't w- win big because it's, it's not going to make you look good. You're not going to get in the eyes of the, in front of those recruiting eyes of the NFL. Or maybe you do, but it's less likely. So that's how I... That's my breakdown. I think we're looking at... I, tr- I truly think the CFP may not move Michigan or Ohio State out of the top four if one of those teams lose to each other. It's very, very likely that um, we're looking at our playoff spots right here. Because, again, I don't do – you, do you knock TCU out of top four if they lose to Texas? I don't think so. Because, yeah, Texas lost to Alabama, but they almost beat Alabama. So you could make you can make a pretty big argument for it. And on that note, folks, thank you for listening to the rant. I appreciate it. If you like the show, like and share it. Go on Apple iTunes and Spotify and review it. If you do that, you have absolutely no idea how much that helps me. It's free, it only takes a second of your time, but when you review and like it or share it, it goes what they call the kids these days say viral. Good review means I go viral, right? If I get enough reviews, I get put in the up and coming podcast, even though this podcast has been a while for, been around for a good minute, two years off and on, but nonetheless, two years started in the pandemic, took a few breaks here and there, trying to figure things out, but it's been around for a while. So like it, share it, tell a friend, 
Hit me up on social media. Tell me what you think of the college football playoff rankings. Do you like them? Do you hate them? Do you think some things need to be moved around? I know if you're an Alabama fan or a Clemson fan, you hate it because you're out. You're done. Maybe you find that to be unfair if you're Clemson. Maybe Clemson should be up there near LSU. Maybe not. I think we know they're right where they should be. But, hey, maybe I'm wrong. Hit me up on Facebook, The Rant with David King. You can also hit me up on Twitter at the Real DM King. That's Delta Mike King. D is in Delta. M is in Mike King. The Real DM King. You can hit me up on Facebook, Instagram. You can also email me. If I get enough of these emails, I might start sharing them on the show. We could have a whole segment. That'd be fun. Or I read your emails. So you can hit me up on an error. Email me at davidking.therant at gmail.com. I will respond. If you have a question, concern, or comment, you can tell me to go F myself, or you can tell me how much you love the show, or you can simply ask my opinion on something I will answer. And on that note, folks, have a happy evening. I hope that you have a great weekend, and we will be back next week, hopefully, to talk again about more college football. Uh, The election was last Tuesday. Not to get too off topic here on this exit, but... We had the elections last Tuesday. I do plan to talk about politics. We will get to that soon enough. Thank you guys so much. Have a great night. Goodbye. You son of a bitch.